Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is October the 26th. 2020 strong hand long-term thinking buying over crying bitcoin is the next bitcoin apex predator one day closer to an all-time high oh we'll talk about that personal responsibility is a new counterculture yeah we'll talk about that one bitcoin equals one bitcoin i'm offended by selling hello my elite friends don't fomo and alts do you have questions I have answers. Type in Bitcoin Meister. You can do a super chat to get my attention. One of the two there. And I will answer your questions. Five-digit realm. All right. Uh, let's start off with a tweet by Pomp real quick. Today's Bitcoin correlation to the stock market is at zero. It could not be more uncorrelated than it is right now. So for all you, it's linked to below. For all of you stock market correlation FUD people, I mean, you can see the last month or so, Definitely not correlated. Today, people panicking. Oh, it's so scary, that cold that's out there. Oh, it's so scary. We might not get our government check. So the stock market crashed. And Bitcoin, temporarily, it went down, but it just went back to where it was beforehand. Yeah, I was never a big believer on the correlation lasting forever. I mean, there was a time. There was a lot of time when there were traders that would they, – they had some Bitcoin. They had some uh, stock market. They had some stocks. They do the same thing, whatever. It's they're two different beasts. One's a unique beast. One, yeah, well, you know. So be a unique beast. All right, dude. So don't don't use that FUD line on me anymore. Hey, but and that's not eliminating the possibility that if you're watching this in the year 2023 and it's like May or some random month that for that month, Bitcoin and the stock market are correlated. Yeah, it can happen. But the it's an uncorrelated asset. It does its thing. Sometimes there are coincidences. Sometimes there's other reasons, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's, it's its own beast, dudes. Thank you, Pomp, for reminding us. And let me remind all of you to check out this past weekend shows. Uh, they were very much beyond Bitcoin uh, both days, Sunday and Saturday. Saturday was a hybrid type of show. And tomorrow, 1 p.m. Baltimore time, we're going to have a guy, the Denver Bitcoin mining guy, who's using uh, excess natural gas to mine Bitcoin, just like Steve Barber is in Alberta. He's going to tell us his story. Uh, you might remember I mentioned him uh, a week or so ago, and I said I'd like to have him on my show. Well, I'm in motion. I find a story that I like. I get the guy on the show, just like I got Barber on my show very early on, uh, too, I think before a lot of people heard about him. I met Steve in person before a lot of people had heard about him. Uh, anyway, so let let's tomorrow, Tuesday, 1 p.m. Tune in here. Oh, I also want to say for all you unique beasts that are in the chat and just love to, you know, talk among each other uh, you, and not pay attention. You got a surprise at the end of Saturday night show, didn't you? Charlie Lee showed up in the chat. <laughs> and when Charlie Lee shows up, I, I'm happy. Uh, of course, he's a fan of the show. And uh, afterwards, we, we spoke. Uh, over online and he charlie lee will be on the show uh on thursday charlie lee returns to the the bitcoin meister show channel on thursday so it's always great you never know best guest in the freaking space they might show up in the chat you never know who shows up around these parts we're all unique beasts and uh the the 20 percenters they understand 
this show is elite. And hello, my elite friends. Okay. Now, Pomp's got another tweet that's out there, and I see questions. Someone says, I'll get to your questions. I love questions. Thank you. So uh, Pomp says, so how did Bitcoin do during the economic downturn? By the way, the economic downturn was caused by hysteria, was totally man-made, and not is totally panic-driven. But the question is legitimate. How did Bitcoin do during the economic downturn, which is still going on because of hysteria? It's outperformed stocks, bonds, gold, oil, and pretty much everything else. Basically, it's rocked the freaking downturn. It also has a low to no correlation over any material amount of time. Okay, yes, Bitcoin is the ultimate safe haven, and the market is proving it, okay? So there were plenty of people who just, instead of even trying to find a safe haven during this situation since March, they were the worst of the worst. The, the majority of people, they just became more, their solution was, oh, government, please write me a check. Oh, government, I will do whatever you tell me to do. I will go hide in my house. Most people became hysteric, uh, scaredy cat, uh, government dependents. There uh, are many people. I don't want to say most people, but, but so many. So there were some elite people that knew that Bitcoin, it's a safe haven, and we're one day closer. The people who understood that are one day closer to being part of the 1% that everyone loves to vilify out there. Bitcoiners protected their wealth while everyone's crying. So, and, and still there's people who cry and follow the government uh, mandates, the government commands. They're the ones who cry and are most envious of the one percenters. The, those of us who understand Bitcoin, we're one day closer to becoming one percenters. I, and I'm sure plenty and plenty of them are already one percenters, you know, Trace Mayer, et cetera. I mean, they're, they're one percenters in terms of what I'm talking about is uh, wealth in terms of in the United States. If you're in the top percent of, of, of wealthy uh, individuals and uh, we're one day closer to, to being that. You, you never know. You never know who might be one of those one percenters or, or in the top five percent or whatever. Anyway, uh, so uh, in terms of wealth in the U.S. And yeah, it, it's it's a way to protect your wealth. That it, the, the stats are out there. OK, so this show, I, I said, I'm going to give you a lot of important uh, Bitcoin uh, numerical uh, statistics today. So that there's there's another one there. So the end of the month is almost here. It's the first of the month. Well, it's almost the first of November. But OK, so. Here's a tweet reminding us of something I've talked about a, a lot. Bitcoin just had its highest weekly close since January of 2018. Wow. Okay, now, as I've said before, weekly closes, monthly closes, it's it's arbitrary, it's random, but 80%ers, traditional finance people still, still think that way. They value their time in traditional months, days, weeks, hours. We value our time in habits. Pound that like button. But uh, the, the point is, in, it, it made me think that we just had a, a high, highest weekly close since uh, 2018, January 2018. That's that's a very good sign uh, for you fiat freaks. But I still think in terms of monthly close, which is coming up, Halloween is in a few days. We are not going to have um, we're not going to have the all time high record in time in terms of uh, higher monthly closes. I, I still think I'm still waiting for December 31st. Because I—that's two hundred and ten thousand blocks after uh, the previous time it started breaking. It's uh, two hundred ten thousand blocks after the previous time it started breaking its its monthly uh, all-time high records. So, and we're going to get back to that in a second. 
Um, I kind of mishmashed some things. Uh, remember, check out This Week in Bitcoin. Reed Womack, Alex, and uh, Alice LaCrosse were on. And I, I also want to say, if you want to support the show, well, if you like what I said on Saturday and Sunday, I talked about the son of the former vice president of the United States. And apparently, if you write his name down or you say his name, you get demonetized by YouTube. So for those of you who appreciate those shows and understand that people who mention the name of the former uh, vice president's son get demonetized, it's a good reason to do a super chat or uh, <laughs> because those shows were not – there's no check in the mail from YouTube because of those shows because I said the name, the name that cannot be said apparently during these uh, last eight days before the election. You can't even say the name uh, or, or, or put it in your title. With, without getting uh, demonetized. So there's there's an interesting uh, subject matter, but you, you you can get around all that and just uh, send uh, send some Bitcoin my way, send some, uh, do whatever. The best thing you can do, as I've always said, is just retweet this, spread it over social media, uh, and that's free, dude. So And pound that like button, that's also free. Now, uh, here is something easy, uh, easy way to understand this Bitcoin monthly Thing that I keep on talking about. And I've said this in many different ways, but this, this is a tweet from Platizal. He says, after a monthly close above a prior monthly, clo monthly closing all-time high, price doesn't look back. In all three prior occurrences combined, there was only one red month until the next all-time high was reached for an average gain of about uh, 13x. Watch 14,000. Okay. So a real easy way of summarizing it, this, these monthly, breaking the monthly closing all-time high is a very good sign, at least in the past, that the next few months after that, there'll be new monthly all-time highs. And then, of course, there will be just an all-time high. It doesn't matter if it's month, day, you know, a Bitcoin all-time high. So it's a good sign. That we're, we're, that we're one day closer to an all-time high. And of course, every day we live on this beautiful earth and have a chance to be in motion in, in, on this beautiful planet, um, we're one day closer to an all-time high, which is a positive way of viewing life. Now, speaking about in motion, we're going to talk about Dennis got his article uh, on in Bitcoin Magazine. Uh, who, I mean, he just started out as a fan of the show. Now he's writing for Bitcoin Magazine, dude, because he was in motion. Uh, when I presented an opportunity, he jumped on it, baby. And that's what we're going to talk about an opportunity uh, one of his buddies has uh, for you artist types, and I've mentioned it before, but I'm going to mention it again. But here, let's before I mention it, I'm going to keep you in suspense. Suspense. One, two, three. No scope said, "Listen, I know you don't care about the fiat price, and neither do I. But uh, this weekly close does it get you excited? I've been accumulating like a madman, and I'm pretty pumped now. Well, you can tell it did, it did get me. I mean, I wouldn't have mentioned it on the show if I wasn't happy about it. Um, it's it's newsworthy. It shows that we're getting back into that 2017 type of period, and that 2021 will be similar to 2017. And I'm, and I'm happy. I'd like I I had fun during 2017. I really had a lot of fun, and I I want I'd love 2021 to be like that. And I think 2021 is going to resemble 2017 in many ways. So when we have a weekly uh, high like that, that that doesn't beat anything in. Well, until that's not beaten. If you go back in time until January of 2018, it's it's good that we're we're getting back to almost 2017, back to the future. Marty McFly, baby, 1985. All right, now, so 
I somehow tied in 1985 with 2021. That's uh, yeah, I could say, no, so let's not do Back to the Future 2. We don't want a 2015. We definitely don't want a 2015 again. Uh, but we'll have something like 2015. I mean, 20, 2019 was like uh, 2015 in a way. And uh, perhaps 2023 will be like it. We're going to have downturn years. It's just, it's the way of Bitcoin. Now, Roman Q says, wonder if the next all-time high will coincide with the proof of keys. A lot of fraud happens during this part of the cycle. Control your private key, people. Um, nah, I don't think it is. Nobody, nobody cares about proof of keys. It's sad. Only 20 percenters do. And uh, we're, we're far outnumbered. Uh, we're going to be far outnumbered during uh, <laughs> during the uh, this part of the cycle. And yes, fraud does happen during the, the all, all the scams come out. Scam, 2020, 2017, biggest scam year of them all, of course. But that's the way. When the newbies come in, all sorts of dreck comes in here uh, during these uh, FOMO periods. But you should be happy that you know how to spot dreck. You know how to spot a scam and that you've been you've seen it before. You're not a newbie. And if you're not a newbie, you, have, you should have Bitcoin. You shouldn't be a no-coiner. So you will... Love it. Love the, the fiat uh, price uh, hike more than uh, all those scammers. OK, thank you for the heads up, Adam. I talked to the guy today looking forward to the opportunity, says Tower Comics. Well, what is Tower Comics talking about? I'm going to quickly read it. And I hope I hope Tower Comics does does get this and or, or, or some listener of the show. But he was he he heard about it. And uh, let me just read it out uh, where I'm sorry. Hey, Adam, thanks again for putting me in touch with Dennis. He's a superstar. We're also looking for an illustrator. If you know any Bitcoiners who might be interested, let me know. They can also be paid in Bitcoin. So it is a nice way to earn some sats. And again, illustrators. They're looking for illustrators. Contact me. I'll put you in touch. Also, Dennis actually tweeted this out today. If you follow me on tw Twitter, just look at my feed. I, I tweeted out a way to contact them also. Offer you illustrators, but I do I do help you get it. Everybody retweet this that's watching this live. I just put it in the uh, the live chat that's out there. Now, what else? Uh, yeah, and if you guys value your wealth in women, you'll like Sunday show. I did the uh, the the now traditional uh, Beyond Bitcoin. The traditional Beyond Bitcoin thumbnail is uh, it's quite hilarious to me. It brings back some good memories though. And, and a lot of you get a kick out of it. Well, what, uh, next week, who am I gonna, who's going to be now? Uh, I'll decide later. Okay. Gold is old. Here's a reminder from Andy Hoffman, who should know about uh, the gold. He, he was into it at one point. Um, he says, I've written these exact things for three years that millennials and Gen Zs would be selling their silver and gold inheritances um, to buy Bitcoin. Now I believe boomers will buy Bitcoin before they die, and Gen Xers will be big buyers also uh, as well. And what he, he's referring to is there, there are other people out there that are seeing how impractical Bitcoin, uh, impractical gold and silver is to younger people, and that you know life goes on. Some people have grandparents, great grandparents, who sadly uh, depart this world, and um, they get inheritances. Now, my, my mom, she didn't get any uh, gold from her mom. She got a condo in Pikesville. That's how we do it in Northwest Baltimore, baby. I think uh, people uh, of my religion will get a kick out of that one that are from the Baltimore area. But there are, and my mom is no young, is, I mean, she's not a young person. She she would uh, 
my mom could handle gold better than she can handle uh, Bitcoin. Uh, but nonetheless, there are many people that are younger than my mom, um, and, you know, people my age and, and, and stuff that that'll uh, which are being referred to by Andy Hoffman that will get gold and will just laugh their butts off and turn it right into Bitcoin. Uh, I, I did, just just FYI, no no inheritance of any sort uh, did did Adam receive. Uh, I through the years, my grandmother has uh, was was great. Um, it was all it was all to me. Uh, making me food, giving love—that that's the that's the inheritance. I and I I wish to God she was still alive. <laughs> that's what I wish, but uh, that's not. But my mom got the kind. Of, so uh, <laughs> so anyway, going going back to to the the, the general the general world, um, and, and you know, grandma, the, the weight she was she just loved to prepare for the moment when my mom would get that condo. My mom had to do nothing. It's all set up. It's like things are, there's like little, I'd seen it for years. My grandmother had minimized everything she owned. Like she didn't own that much clothes and there's little labels on everything. So my mom could find everything. Some old people, they just, um, I mean, not, maybe not that many. They just love their kids so much that they just prepare. They, they make it so easy. They get obsessed with death. Almost. It's like, what are you going to do after I'm gone type of thing? And they want it to be as easy as possible. And my grandma took that to a freaking extreme, her, her love uh, for my mother, which um, was quite amazing. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's uh, – some people are doing super chats right now. Oh, my God. Uh, hey, strong hand elite Bitcoiner says, just learn Bitcoin.com. Thank you very much. Um. I will say this about uh, another thing about the, the traditional Baltimore people, uh, grandmas of my uh, of my religion. They did like to buy their grandkids bonds for their uh, bar mitzvahs and stuff. I did, through the years, I used I would like oh I would find random bar mitzvah bonds and stuff. Um, so that 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 was nice, but and that was cool that they could do that. They really believed in bonds. They really believed in bonds. I, I will say that the. the uh, my, my grandparents, all, all my grandparents really believed in that stuff. And their, and, and, uh, their parents did too. As I know my, my, my father, you know, he got bonds from his, his grandparents and stuff. Hey, man, um, I mean, for, again, for all the haters out there that just love to save people of my religion, it's one big conspiracy. No, they save and they care about the next uh, generation and they know about long-term thinking. I mean, this, these are extreme examples of long-term thinking. My, my, my grandmother prepared this whole condo for my grand, for my mom and she would never – I mean, she minimized her lifestyle while she was still alive so it would be easier for my mother after she was gone. But what? All right, so Henry Law sent 100 uh, – Hong Kong dollars. Uh, as Hong Kong, Hong Kongers, it's hard to believe. Oh yeah, that many Americans still decided to turn a blind eye on the corruptness of the Bidens. Not to mention all the sick things going on with the family. Well, it's Americans are currently not turning a blind eye to it because they don't. The social media isn't allowing some of these stories to come out, and many Amer and, and obviously the mainstream television isn't. And so most Americans who use social media and TV are algorithm slaves. Most people on earth are algorithm slaves. So whatever is fed to them, they just take as the gospel. So it's a shame that most – the bigger story is that Americans and people all over the world can't do their own research. Uh, Henry, thank you for the support. And uh, also, of course, just, just learn Bitcoin.com. Thank you for the support. 
uh, I, I want to say, uh, you know, since you're talking about Hong Kong, uh, what most Americans should be learning from Hong Kong right now is that uh, China is an authoritarian regime that goes back on its uh, agreements, is overstepping uh, its authority in Hong Kong, and that Hong Kongers with Bitcoin uh, can leave, can start anew, and that it can happen just about anywhere if it's happened in Hong Kong, and that China is ruthless. And if China never takes, uh, never lets a uh, a bad situation slip through their fingers, okay, never, never let a what's it, a disaster, never let a a situation. I always forget that darn term. Um, but they're not letting the never let a crisis go to waste, and they're not letting the current the current cold that's out there that originated in their country. They know how it's not serious. But they know how they, they are just entertained so much. They must be laughing their toughness off about how weak Westerners are, how weak, how, how Westerners can panic so easily through social media stories and, and fake, fake news about people just dropping on the streets. So they are ruthless, the, the leaders over there. And so we should be reminded by uh, what's going on in Hong Kong. What they'll, they'll ruthless do, ruthlessly do to their island, an island they think is theirs, they'll easily do ruthless things through social media to keep – and that people keep – that Westerners fall for it and that Westerners are – many Westerners and that China is winning in the war of ideas in terms of governmental ideas. That many Westerners are begging for this uh, therapeutic authoritarianism. So thank you for the, uh, the support. And you, I just, I, I talked about this on the Beyond Bitcoin shows, but China is winning the uh, war of ideas uh, in, in, among the 80 percenters of the world. So in Australia, look at Australia. Look at Australia. You might as well be uh, under China's thumb if you're in Melbourne right now. What an embarrassment. What an embarrassment it is. But just keep speaking the truth, even if you get demonetized. And that's what I'm doing. And uh, just say out loud that China will never, never take Taiwan. All right. We should all say that and mean it. Now, we talked about gold. We talked about uh, because Taiwan, well, Taiwan is the true China. Taiwan should take China. The way China should be ruled is the way ta Taiwan is ruled. Taiwan is free. China is not free. We shouldn't be going for it. We should be going for the Taiwanese model. And we and we are America, Taiwan, they're similar. China, not similar. But hey, we've got screaming Karens that want to be uh that want Chinese type rule. And they don't they don't even get it. They that's why uh we're here to help uh inform people so they get it. Now the media I, I talk about people blindly following the media and that the media even in cryptocurrency, even in the Bitcoin media here, things uh, there can be fake news. Uh, and I don't know if an intern calls this or I like decrypt. OK, I like the decrypt site. I get news stories from them. And. The this is I see a, an article that says the number of Bitcoin addresses holding over a thousand dollars has hit an all time high. The latest data shows that 
2,231 Bitcoin addresses fit this category. Do, do you know what was just said there? It says that there are only 2,231 Bitcoin addresses that have more than $1,000 in them. They were using dollars in the original story, in the original headline. There is a bit, and then still, and, and I pointed it out on Twitter, right away. You can see on Twitter. No, no one else was questioning it. People were retweeting this story saying that there's only 2,231 addresses with more than a thousand big a thousand a thousand dollars in them. There's a big difference between a thousand dollars and a thousand Bitcoin, a tremendous difference. But hey, so they corrected it. They corrected it. I said the following Bitcoin story is false. We uh Yet people are retweeting it without thinking. This is the type of blind following that I talk about on my show. If you take a minute to think, you realize the story should be about Bitcoin addresses with a balance of a, more than a thousand Bitcoin hit an all-time high. And that's great news. That is great news. Now, they corrected most of the story. But if you go to the link below still, there's still an error in there that says a thousand dollars instead of a thousand Bitcoin. So, guys, don't blindly retweet something because it's popular. Use your head. Use your analytical abilities. Um, this one just stuck out like a sore freaking thumb, okay? And uh, But I give them credit for, uh, for fixing it. And yet Glassnode published the original statistics, which I also linked to below. We should be happy that, yes, that Bitcoin addresses with more than 1,000 Bitcoin at, at them have hit an all-time high. Um, and it's over 2,231. Um, yeah, which, uh, bring, brings back a uh, Cal Ripken type of memories. That's a, that's a Cal Ripken streak type of number. That's not, that's not, that's not 2131. That's 2231. A hundred better than Cal Ripken. But Cal Ripken actually, the, 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 the final mark, what was it? 2600 games he played consecutively. Yeah. In Baltimore, we've got conviction. We're like the freaking energizer buddy. Well, when I say we, I mean Cal Ripken playing baseball is. A lot of people in Baltimore are complete disgraces. Uh, the, the knowledge of Bitcoin in Baltimore is one of like the lowest in any ma major uh, city in the United States, from, from what I can tell um, from my travels. But there are, there are, there's an elite crew that followed the Cal Ripken uh, conviction uh, way of life, me being one of them. Now, so, and here is a site that I, I – a Twitter feed called Santament – which is basically a combination of sentiment and, I guess, Satoshi's. Uh, the, the, they determine the social media sentiment of cryptocurrency by mashing all sorts of uh, cryptocurrency-related numbers together. It's an interesting feed, on-chain social and curated information on 900-plus cryptocurrencies, unique metrics, and daily market insights. So, yeah, they do have some unique uh, – daily insights because of the way they mesh all these metrics together and yeah, ignore the 900 cryptocurrency thing. It, it's a lot of Bitcoin information. So it's linked to below sentiment feed on Twitter. Yeah. Again, tweet, treat Twitter feeds as websites. Just don't let the algorithm tell you where to go, <laughs> but you, you're not going to find out much uh, if you follow these algorithms as we've been uh, discussing. All right. What is this here? And uh, yeah, here's some more numbers that are positive. As I said, I was going to bring you a lot of numbers. At the price Bitcoin is right now, 98% of unspent Bitcoin transactions could sell for a profit. 
So only 2% of the people out there at most are, are still underwater in, in terms of fiat, what they paid for their Bitcoin. There's only a few that, that are still holding their Bitcoin. Okay, there are some weak hands that you know bought for sixteen thousand, and they believe silly. And it, it, they believe the nonsense out there that Bitcoin would not return to its all-time high, so they panicked and sold at three thousand. You know, to eat, you know that, that we have been through this so many times where people buy high, they sell low. If you bought high, you just have to have a strong hand, dudes. And uh, the way things have shaped shaped out right now. Um, Shaking out. Uh, yeah, well, there's only about 2% of the people out there that are, are underwater. And if they have a strong hand and they wait, you know, until 2021, most likely, um, they'll be above water too, okay? Uh, we're one day closer to an all-time high. And it there was an article uh, in Cointelegraph about Kenya and how it feels left behind in the uh, central bank digital currency race. And... I have said this before, and I will say it again, that these fourth tier currencies, they are in trouble when it comes to central bank digital currencies. But their people now have, will, will soon have the ability to opt into other – well, they can opt into Bitcoin right now. But they're going to be able to opt into better countries' central bank digital currencies. So even if Kenya comes up with the central bank digital currency, they're not going to be able to force their people to, to – really be uh, stuck in the Kenyan currency anymore when they're going to be all these digital central bank currencies out there that they'll easily be able to get. So they, they should feel left out. They should try to somehow get on board and somehow gain value with their central bank digital currencies and hope their people are loyal to them. But this is this brings up another financial tr tribe question and how loyal will people be uh, we have financial tribes now. Bitcoin is the first financial tribe. People have built – I did a story about this. Uh, people have built their tribal affiliations around country, around religion. And so, so the question becomes, will the tribal affiliation uh, – country, nation-state affiliation trump the financial uh, tribal affiliation? And uh, I don't think for most people it will be. They'll be like, okay, you're giving me this uh, Kenyan uh, digital currency. I'm going to the yen or the dollar or the, the best. What they should be doing is going to uh, to Bitcoin. But yeah, that, that's what that story made me think of. And even in Kenya, they're, 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 they're trying to get – it's good. These, uh, by the time we hit the 2024 halving, if you're watching this in the future, like central bank digital currency, it's going to be really common stuff. Like right now, they're, they're none yet, but it's – a lot can change in, in four years. So it, it should be interesting. And it should be interesting to see if some of these fourth rate countries are going to lose complete control over their people too uh, because of this financial revolution. I hope so. I hope they do. I hope they, they overflow, throw their corrupt governments. Now, because of uh, Bitcoin, because of central bank digital currencies, the United States making the dollar an easily accessible Fed coin for people all over the world could lead to, to some freedom. Uh, and uh, well, it'll lead to a lot of monitoring by the United States of America too, but hey, that's a price to pay for some of these, uh, some of these uh, people out there that, are, that don't live within the United States. You want, you want the Fed coin, you need the Fed coin dudes. Uh, 
if you're stuck in something like Mozambique's currency, okay, you really need it. It'll it'll save you some uh, some bad times at the bank when it shuts down. Now, but Bitcoin is the best, guys. Remember, but some it's going to be hard. There's going to be a lot of pressure to get into these central bank digital currencies, and most people just want to fit in. They're going to believe all the lie, the hype. Oh, it's so easy to use. Look at this wallet. Oh, your mom can use it. It. Uh, I, I do anticipate that FedCoin will be more user-friendly than Bitcoin at first, which is unfortunate. All, all right. So speaking about the United States and its ridiculous financial laws, here's a proposed one uh, because you, for the good of the people, to protect people, to protect the people from the launderers. U.S. moves to cast a wider net for catching money launderers, crypto, or otherwise. Uh, according to the rule change proposal, the Fed and the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network propose modifying the thresholds at which banks must collect and store fund transfer information, reducing it from $3,000 to $250 for any transfers that go outside the U.S. Oh, my God, that is so horrible. The proposal is only a proposal, people, so speak up against it, would also widen the agency's definition of money uh, to explicitly include cryptocurrencies. Okay, if that agency is going to def define cryptocurrency as money, can the IRS defense define it as money so we don't have to worry about capital gains tax? Maybe. And again, let's out, uh, outweigh the, uh, the, the IRS. You can wait out the IRS. Maybe they will change their way. Outhold the freaking IRS. But yeah, the, the Fed, it, it, they're seeking public comment due within 30 days of the proposal being published in the Federal Register. Okay. Just speak out against this nonsense. $250 transferring it outside the country. They're going to keep an eye on you. Now, if you're, if you're dealing with a bank and it, it'll probably make it harder for some people to buy uh, Bitcoin with, uh, with fiat. Uh, the, the, at the end of the day, they, they, they come through. If this, for some reason, this is able to be a, a legitimate rule. I mean, it's a lot of paperwork for banks. It excludes a lot of entrepreneurs from getting into the financial side of things because it's just a hassle to report that. So that, that again, government regulations stifle so much. At the same time, it's going to lead people to like forget about it. Like, I'm not transferring dollars out of the country anymore. I'll just transfer Bitcoin. And they're not going to be able to keep an eye on that. JP Morgan, for all you conspiracy theorists out there, uh, JP Morgan from Bitcoin is a fraud and will blow up in 2017 to Bitcoin's competition with gold in 2020. We've come a long way. So yeah, they had a story at the end of last week saying, yes, Bitcoin is competition with gold. Great. They got on board. I mean, I'm not going to put them on a pedestal because I was never too worried about JP. I don't go around blaming the banksters for all my freaking problems. Okay. But so many people are used to that. So when they see that JP Morgan, an incredibly wealthy institution, comes to a logical conclusion, uh, they think it's it's a big story. And yeah, compared to 2017, they've, they've come a long way. But you, you should understand if they're, if they're going to stay rich, they're going to everyone who wants to stay rich is going to figure out that Bitcoin is better than gold and that, uh, yeah, it's it's legitimate, quite legitimate.
And yeah, I'm really against this banker. And I, I, I dislike scapegoating so much. And the bankster meme is all about scapegoating. And, and, and Max Kaiser spreads it like, like the plague, okay? And someone, he retweeted this. Some, someone called Bankster Bear uh, made a poster of, I really can't even say what it says on the poster because I don't want this to be demonetized. Uh, but it's like a, it's a poster he made of Max Kaiser squashing the banster lice. <laughs> it's it's not a good luck in my book, and I, I I'm sticking with it. I know he's I know he is popular in, in the Bitcoin space. Max Kaiser, I actually met him in person at Tone's event in Las Vegas. Yes, we 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 used to have a real events in person where we touched each other and stuff. It was great. Um, and no, I'm I am not for destruction of bankers. Okay. Bank, or banksters, bankers, just like James Boyd Morgan, they'll understand that Bitcoin's real and they'll make Bitcoin banks for 80 percenters, okay? Destruction, you're not gaining anything by wishing destruction upon the banksters. I mean, you're only hurting your own mentality, your, your own brain. You're, you're becoming a negative person. It's all about production, 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 and being in motion. Not destruction, baby. It sounds like a John Lennon song. Would a John Lennon be uh, singing about Bitcoin today? I don't, I don't, I don't know. He wanted to fit in with the, the 80 percenters, it seemed like. But no, I, I don't need to fit in with the uh, Bitcoin Inquisition either. If it's all about uh, being a uh, Max Kaiser acolyte here, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I don't, I don't like when uh, I don't think it's uh, very becoming of, of Max Kaiser to promote destruction, which he constantly does, and he's got a whole bunch of people who make him posters and love it, make memes about him destroying the banksters. I mean, he had a, he clearly had some bad uh, a bad uh, situation, and, and, and I do question what he means uh, by the term bankster sometimes too. Who who he's throwing into that category? Uh, just like the people who used to say uh, neocons, they, they didn't just mean neocons; they meant somebody else also. Uh, I mean, and, that, and that's a big thing in the in the scapegoating world. A lot of times, it does boil down to uh, to you know who. <laughs> To me, uh, no, not, not specifically me, but I think you get the drift. Uh, you know, call, call you, the people who call me a neocon or a banster or something. I think I think you're getting the connection there. And that, and I understand that some people they just they're just so envious they don't like anybody that has money or anyone that has success. It's a sickness. It's a sickness. You you, you should try to be emulating the people that you uh, you you're envious of. Okay, you should learn how how do they get money? Uh, you know, buy, buy. <laughs> all right. Let's. Uh, Let's move on. Uh, this finally, let's let's leave it with a positive. Danny, Coin Corner Danny says, at the end of 2016, no one expected a $20,000 Bitcoin within 12 months. As we come into 2021, be prepared for the unexpected. And dude, I love that attitude. I love the unexpected. I love the unexpected. I, I know that there's so much that's uh, going to happen in 2021 that's totally unexpected. And I'm really excited about it because you, you you never know. You're not a prophet. You're not a fortune teller. You, no one can predict. Uh, no one around today can predict the future 100. percent And uh, yeah, it's it's exciting. 2021. Finally, there is a guy who leaves comments here, and I I he's got a social media site. It's called a it, it's a crypto friendly community. He says called Bitlink.tv. He says Bitcoin Meister, we need. Uh, we're in need of content creators and users at bitlink.tv, which is a crypto-friendly community. Okay, you're in motion. I give I give you credit. You're in motion. Um, obviously, you don't have a lot of people over there now, 
and you're trying to spread the word by any means necessary. And you're you're competing. You're not complaining. You're not saying, oh, YouTube is horrible. Steam is all, all these things are not Steam, but YouTube's horrible. And you made your own thing, Blink TV. So good for you. I said I would mention you, and I mentioned people who are in motion. Um, and I wish you luck. So people, tell me what you think of bitlink.tv. Uh, I better have linked to it below, bitlink TV. All right, thanks, guys. I'm just seeing if there's any more questions. Uh, no, no one that did it properly, at least. I see people are talking. Okay, dudes, um, tomorrow, that is 1 p.m. Baltimore time. We will be back talking Bitcoin mining with a Colorado Bitcoin mining dude. It should be really interesting. So I I'll, I don't do Bitcoin mining shows very often, do I? Pound that like button, retweet it. See you guys later. Bye.